0: I ambitions, dreams, but dreams don't come I saw a demon on my shoulder, looking like patriarchy, like scrubbing blood off the ceiling and bleaching another carpet, how my house get haunted, why toy and body don't embody all the life she wanted, the baby just 19, I know I dream all black, i seen her everything, immortalizing tweets all caps, they say they found her dead, one girl missing, another one girl missing. One girl missing another, but niggas in the back quiet as a church mouse Basement studio when duty calls to get the verse out I guess the ego hurt now, it's time to go to work Wow, look at him go, he really doubts to write about me When the world is in smokes, when it's people in trees When George was begging for his mother saying he couldn't breathe He thought to write about me One girl missing another one, go missing One girl missing another one Yo, but little did I know all my reading would be a bother. There is trans women being murdered, and this is all he can offer. And this is all y'all receive. Distract mm-hmm. you from the convo with organizers. They talking abolishing the police, and this is a new world order. We democratizing Amazon. We burn down borders. This is a new vanguard. This is a new vanguard. I'm the new vanguard.
1: Man. Yo. No. No. no name. was talking that thing? What's good, y'all? It's a... It's a fine Sunday afternoon. Indeed,
2: indeed. Y'all. Uh this, this is brewing Black. I am Scholar P. And it's T Shaw. Hey, hey, and welcome to Bruin Black. Um, for those of you all who don't know, Bruin Black is a place that um meshes black black academics with popular culture mm. on a national level, here locally in the city of Angels, and right here at UCLA-ish. <laughs>
1: Rap in hey. that brewing gang. Yo. Black Bruins, Black Bruins. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Um Oh, uh, yes, go ahead. Yeah, so as always, we want to do our land acknowledgments. Um, we are sitting here on the land of the Gabrielino and the Tongva. This is stolen land. This is colonized land, and we got to take our power back one day at a time, and this is how we do it.
2: That's it. That's it. And today we want to uh, acknowledge um, Father's Day. You know, I know it's a special Sunday yeah. uh, for some folks. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, y- you got Mother's Day, then you got Juneteenth, then you got father's day uh. right um but you know what it's it's interesting because we also know that you know father's day is a mixed bag of emotions for a lot of us especially within the black community Absolutely. so what 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 are your thoughts on father's day and what it represents tshaw
1: for me for me for me
0: uh,
1: father's day has always been like a, a difficult thing this year i feel like father's day just did not come at the right time mm. i woke up today i was like oh today father's day yikes like yeah Father's Day did not read the room. <laughs> oh, um it has not been a good uh place for black men right now. Um I think that there's just been a lot of um things that have come to light. I think um there's a lot of things that we got to unpack right. and I think that Father's Day has just fell in the middle of it. But maybe it's a good time to like to get into that conversation. I think that that's what we can do on the podcast, but yeah, I would say that um, I've always honored my mother on Father's Day, and I know that that's a big debate on uh, social media. Like, it's no Mother's Day times, too. But, like, shit, my mother played Mother's Day times, too. So, like, I'm going to give her that love. Yeah. Shout out, moms. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah shout out, moms. And, you know, um, it, it is interesting because I think that a lot of black women have played that double role right absolutely and, and you know that could that could be because there was a absentee father or a father was deceased or a father was incarcerated um but a lot of black women have put their children on, on their backs right yes. um but then how do you how do you balance that with acknowledging all the great black fathers who are doing their thing right yes um and so how do you really give both of these folks the credit mm-hmm. that's the question right? that is
1: that really is um i think that like that's a real good question um, because we have to acknowledge that there are strong and great black fathers. Right. And that is a vital for our community to prosper. We need to have um, some good black male role models. Yeah. And I think that that's super important. I think there's something that I'm kind of grappling with myself. Like, I ain't nobody daddy. Like, I might have got called daddy as a time or two. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but um, I think just realizing that... Um, I'm getting a little older. I think that, like, it kind of dawned on me the last few days. It's like, yeah, I'm 24. Like, somebody that's 19, like, I'm five years older than them. Like, I have a, a wisdom that I didn't have at 19 that I can share and I should be sharing. And I think that, like, at least knowing in this like UCLA community, like, I can give back. I think that that's important. Right. That I can do that.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and today, you know, we definitely want to get really much into this idea of community, accountability, and mentorship. Yeah. Um, I would say for all the all the fathers out there who are doing their thing. Um, thank y'all for doing your thing or, yes. or you know well, you know and it's hard to say thank you because that's what you should be doing right um, but I, what I'll also say is that if y'all got friends who are not being the best fathers mm. who are not being the best role models mm. once again it's about accountability community how, accountability how, how how can you say to your, your partner your your boy today hey man have you checked up on your, your son or yeah. your daughter or your yeah. children have you sent in that child support check oh or or, or shoot help them help that brother get a job if, if they're struggling and they can't pay that child support, yeah right? Like, yeah. you know, there. I think there are just so many ways to offer support to people who are who are trying, or or uh, sort of whip people in the shape who aren't trying.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Right, and so we we definitely want to take take the time to say to all the the mothers, the fathers, the grandmothers, yes, the grandfathers, <laughs> right, right, all the guardians who have um, given big
1: brothers, big sisters.
2: Exactly, exactly. I think uh, the the parent role is is so nuanced. Yeah. And so we actually just want to shout out any anyone who's played that type of role and capacity uh today you know what i'm saying
1: absolutely it, oh that was so well put bro that was look, so well put look
2: man it, it's i because I, you know i you know mother's day is such a big thing you know what i'm saying absolutely and father's day is just like you you never know it's like rolling the dice right <laughs> and so like
1: i don't never know when it is but i had mother's day be on my calendar for a cool month ahead of time
2: yeah you honestly know.
1: i woke up like two weeks ago and thought i missed mother's day and like i was like oh god like,
2: you feel devastated, Loki. I was
1: like, oh wait, no, that was two weeks ago. So it's just like that's I think it has that special place in my heart. But like Father's Day, maybe that's why I felt like it snuck up on me. Like right. I just never know when it is and it's never really on my radar. I never really done nothing. Yeah. Um, but I think it is important. Like I have a stepdad and he's been a, a strong, vital sense of my life. And he just brought stability. And I think that like it is important, even though it is people's job and their role, but it's important to give those people their roses.
2: For sure, for sure. I, I called my mom and her husband uh, today and wished him a happy Father's Day because not only is a great father uh, to her, but he's been really good to me and my me and my brother. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 an interesting. It's an interesting phenomenon as, as we deal with fathers. Um, but sort of moving right on along because we, we want to sort of stay with this idea of uh, b- black men, strong black men, and what it means to cre- uh, sort of continue to strengthen yourself as a strong black man and, yes. and, and in particular especially this week with everything that's going on what does like allyship look like Yeah, right?
1: that's a great question yeah
2: like me and, me and Tisha were talking about this idea of you know these last couple of weeks has been an interracial battle and what we mm-hmm. mean by that is that we've been trying to get black people have been trying to get the outside world to see us as humans yes. but now now it seems like the, this past week has been more of an interracial conversation yes. right what's happening within black communities yes. and how how are we dealing with patriarchy or heterosexism or just violence that's happening within black communities? And so today we're going to really dive into that a little bit more. I'm yeah. excited.
1: Yeah, same. I think that you made a great point. I think that like we can't change the world outside of us until we can make sure that we're right here in the community right it's like when people talk about going out and change the world you have to be right within first and i think that's what we're doing as a community it's like yeah we matter but it's like okay if we really matter then like treat black women with respect black and uh non-binary folk it's like we have to have love we have to know that all black lives matter before we can be able to be able to radically transform society in the way that we need
2: yeah exactly and and what you just said there right all black lives matter right so like absolutely the the first step is like all right we get in the world to see that black lives matter but then we got to remind our our own people it's all black lives not just not just our our young our young black uh uh brothers and men right yes it's like everybody within the diaspora so how do we like be radical about that right um and so with that we're gonna go into something known as the light And basically all that is, y'all, is um, our light roast. is when we sort of hold someone accountable, but we also show them love, all right? Um, But we also try to start it off with an inspirational quote, right? Yes. Um, And today's inspirational quote is that life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forward. Ooh. All right, so this idea of, all right, yes, I've made my mistakes and I can't go back and change them, but I can live I can live and act as if I've learned from my mistakes moving forward, right? I like that. What, what does that quote mean to you, Tisha?
1: I, it's honestly the same thing. It's like you always have to fail forward. It's like being courageous enough to fail forward. It's like you you can't understand things because life, like hindsight, is twenty twenty. Exactly. And we in twenty twenty, so right now we need to be reflecting on the lives that we have lived the lives that our ancestors have lived the, the lessons that can be learned right but we don't have all the answers moving forward and i think that we'll get into that with like community accountability it's like we don't have all the answers but we have to try exactly and it's like when we don't know we will reflect and then we will build that as a lesson and move forward i think that you always say it's like you don't take else you take you learn lessons and i think that that's super important and i think that this in it it empowers us to be courageous. I think that that's really what, like, we have to, like, narrow down on.
2: Exactly, exactly. And we're going to talk talk a lot more about that as, as the show uh, goes on today. Um, but we want to hear you all's thoughts. Like, what does accountability look like? What does that – how do you sort of sustain, sustain and continue that accountability? Um, and what are, what are some things that you've seen work in your own life in terms of people being accountable, right? Yeah. Um, so keep us updated on that. But um, today we're going to be talking about Jermaine – cole (laughs) um and so for those of you who might not know uh j cole was actually um he actually made a song called snow on the bluff Mm. um and in that song he talks about this idea of you know celebrities not speaking up he talks about this idea um of people who have education about social justice making people who don't feel like less than um but you know, what we have to give him the light rose for is this idea of tone.
1: Yes. Right. So yes. you know,
2: what so in, in his song he talks about how he doesn't like something about a young queen's tone. Um, for those of you who have been keeping up with it or those of you who might not be keeping up with it he was talking about or making uh, a reference to the rapper known as no name right yeah and um he was (laughs) and basically he was he was making the point that you know the queen's her tone was not something he appreciated but a lot of people have been been sort of uh giving him backlash about that t shaw what do you think that is
1: uh i think it's because J cole did not read the room i think that like well, one, the tone the tone comment is never acceptable. Right. And I think that, like, even for me, I had to realize that. Because it's like, we've talked about this before. It's like black men and just men in general and, like, whoever is the oppressor in the situation, they're often offended. Right. So when, like, there's language or tones that, like, kind of, like, feels like it's attacking us, then we become defensive immediately. Exactly. And I think that, like, J. Cole, in a sense, acknowledged that but he didn't actively acknowledge it and he still became defensive and he still doubled down because he put out a statement on twitter um where like some tweets a series of tweets and he doubled down on the fact that like of his statement or his song and i think that like that's we have to get away from that what do we call that um incorrigible proposition baby, yeah yeah and it's like it's it's an unhealthy response but i think that like i don't know it's j cole didn't read the room when he said that because we can understand what just happened with alua toyan yeah um and i think that like just knowing that like there's it's just been exhausting for black women i think like they've put in so much labor and i think that like knowing what happened to this young girl and knowing that she was putting in so much labor to be supporting black men and then j cole come out and says these things it's like it seems like an attack and i can understand why it would feel like an attack and looks like an attack on black women in general and it's like if it sound like a duck and it looked like a duck then it's probably a duck and it's like we can't sit there and defend that and i think a lot of black men have fell into that trap
2: yeah yeah and i and i think and a lot of people don't understand this idea of tone right um yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah so to emma's point um it did seem like he you know took it personal um and 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 to Emma's point, the reason why people get upset about tone, because a lot of people, I've talked to other black women about this who don't, who didn't necessarily understand, like, why other folk why other black women were so upset. And, and the idea around tone is that usually black women will t- tell, tell folks that they're hurting, they'll tell people that they're in pain, um, but because it doesn't come off in this way of, oh, it's super nice, it's super polite, it's yeah. super PC, yeah. then it, it, it means that something should be disacknowledged. Mm-hmm. And you're more worried about what the, the way I'm saying something versus what, what I'm, I'm saying, saying right? Absolutely. <laughs> and black women feel like this often, whether it's in the medical field, whether it's in education, yeah. right, whether whether they're sort of even talking about um, instances of violence against them, yeah. right, and so with Cole, T, I think you said it great, I think he went into it and he got defensive instead of maybe going back and doing some research, yes. right? Right, because he
1: don't read. Yeah, he yeah. said he don't read. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's your fault.
2: Yeah, and, and it's like that's not an excuse. Yeah, and it's just like if if you're when you're genuinely apologizing for something and you're showing some remorse, right? Because he could, because here's the thing, y'all. He was talking about this idea of people looking down on other people because they don't have have knowledge and mm-hmm. like that that definitely happens it does right
1: especially in academic space
2: right but when you come back and you and you talk about that you know it would be helpful if you acknowledge the one thing that people are sort of giving you flack for right yeah. Had he come back and said hey i understand what tone is now or i've I've done more research around it and i apologize for that particular yeah. part i stand by the other things that i said yeah. but that tone thing was out of line and i understand that yeah. now right it makes a it makes a difference
1: yeah and it sucks because he it's similar to what politicians do it's like like i remember uh kamala harris came for joe biden for um like, not supporting, um, like, busing in students right. to um, different schools. And he just doubled down on it. And it's like, I felt like that's kind of what Cole did. And instead of, like, taking the cr- criticism, like, he acknowledged that he saw it. But he should have really sat with it and maybe reflected even more on it. Maybe he didn't need to put out a, a statement until a few more days. Right. Because he needed to understand why people were so upset. And it's like, I can understand standing by some of the words in, in the song. Because he talks about, like, he. I think he says something about, like, freedom uh it's like trees like you can't grow a forest overnight and we can't be always frustrated about um things not moving as fast but it's like you can't you can't police someone's frustration and i think right. that's the point i think that's the point where people are getting at is like this young woman in florida just was killed for her queen tone it's like right. he's <sighs> it's just policing and i think that like we can't fall into that trap so often and i think that like if I, I had to tell myself that it's like if I feel defensive, then it's like I need to check why I need to unpack that. I need to kind of figure out why I'm feeling that way. Right. And why I feel to respond that way and why I'm not listening to the actual message. Because I think that's super important. I think that that's why we get frustrated at white people because they're like, oh, you guys are yelling at me or you're saying this and that. And they don't really listen to the message. And it's like exactly. we are being the white people of gender right now. And right. it's like,
2: yeah, and, and, and it can't stand. Um, what i will say what i will say is that we're also in a position and in a place in society where when someone is critiqued right yeah there is a lack of of i guess conversation versus flaming right absolutely and so i think that and this is and this has nothing to do with with the tone tone argument but like i think that a lot of celebrities are used to saying maybe one thing and they think they're saying the right thing yeah and then twitter will be like Fuck you! I hope you die. I hope yeah. your career is over. And that's something that has to be sort of acknowledged as well, right? Yes. And and, and for this, absolutely. There's a way to tell. There's a way to tell Cole, like, hey, like this is what tone means, because he obviously has no idea, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think I think that. And that's not
1: an excuse, though. Right. I think that we have to point that out.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And and so it's it's one of those things where it's like Cole, Cole, you do your research, but then also with Twitter, hold someone accountable, and and hold them accountable. In a in a way that like acknowledges that you know that they're trying to figure this stuff out.
1: Yeah, if if, yeah. if I don't and know it how it came to, from a decent place, right. Like.
2: Right, because because there's a difference between saying Cole, I I disagree with what you said said with your tone, and this is why, versus saying yo fuck fuck Cole forever. Yeah, like you've always been a detriment to the black community. Yeah, like, you
1: a whole tap right,
2: ass nigga. Right. Like there, because there has to be some type there has to be some type of balance middle ground. Right, absolutely. And, and so it's like, why Cole has to because one of my things that sort of got me too was like, you know, I remember Chance Chance the rapper. Um, he knows both No Name and J. Cole. Yeah, right. Yeah. And they so, made a
1: song together, uh Warm Enough. Right. That's right. my jam.
2: So, and, and so, and he made a great point with No Name, and he was saying that it's not like black women's, you know, uh responsibility to spoon feed you the information or the yeah, truth. Absolutely. Right. That, that goes into that tone. Right. But with Chance, I also have to say, like, all right, Chance, yes, call him out, but also you got to acknowledge that, like, like last year you weren't believing that women were sexually assaulted by by r R. kelly so like and there has to be that conversation too where it's just like cole you have room to grow so we're going to hold you accountable but we're but but like we can hold you but like we're not going to say fuck you and you're horrible and stuff like that yeah like there's there's a way to do this absolutely there's a way
1: so like what i hear you saying is that like everything is not black or white it's a shade of gray and i think that that's something that i live by just in life it's like even when something is kind of bad or kind of problematic there's some type of goodness usually in it unless right. it's completely trash but like i think in the song it was like people threw away J. cole and it's in itself like in a hole and it's like and it sucks because it's like anytime i think that's kind of a part of cancel culture or how cancel culture works even though like people might not get fully canceled i think that's how it like we see the process happen it like there's something problematic and then there's there's person but the problematic thing is like zero. And it's like no matter what, what the person has done, it can, they could have done an infinity amount of good things or a yeah. hundred amount of good things. But like once that problematic of zero comes, it's like times that. And then like what we know with math it's, like you end up with zero. Like now he's worthless. And it's right. like I see somebody talking about um, Crooked Smile. Right. Crooked Smile, the video, um, it was shedding light on Ayanna Stanley Jones. Um, it was a young girl that was killed in Detroit or the new, No Not Ray, very similar to Breonna Taylor. Now many people knew about that i right. didn't know about that and that was kind of what put me in my black lives matter bag like right. i got to understand more and more stuff and i think it was super timely he used this platform for the right thing and i seen some girl was like oh he a whole anyway because in crooked smile he was talking about uh bees this and bees that and it's like you cannot write off a whole like there we can't write off an impact of someone or right. something because something else has been, like, problematic. We can check it. Yeah. We can critique it. We can say you need to grow, but we can't write off the whole, the whole art that he's put out. Like, all of this discography that's, like, put people on the right track. And I think that, like, what's the problem with him is that he – is assuming that no name is talking to the same group of people he is. Right. And I think that's the most important part. That's a really
2: good point. That's a really good point, right? Yeah, and it and and my thing my thing too is yeah, they're they're talking to two different audiences and with and it's just it's interesting with with Cole because it's just like like everyone has this thing where your your family members say things that you don't like, yeah. but you don't throw them out with the bath water. Yeah, but right. some people do. Well, some yeah, some people do, right? Right. it's kind of a habit now right right and it's and and some people some family members need to be oh yeah (laughs) right right (laughs) get out of here but but it's just like i I think that there has to there has to be a way for someone to actually learn learn no one can feel like feel like uh they can't be come for because this might be how j cole is feeling
1: absolutely right
2: but like there has to be a way to and i hate that because i don't want to make it make it seem like this is it's a tone thing like i I, but I, I want there to be a way for someone to say something, it be wrong, and for the community to say, hey, out of love, let me educate you. Yeah, yeah, out absolutely. Of, like, as opposed to let me throw you all the way mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. So Yeah,
1: there's, there's a middle ground to be had because I would also say that, like, what I've been hearing black women say a lot is, like, why do I have to be the one to educate you? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I get that. Like, it's not your labor to do so, but, like, we can't write off somebody completely— I think that like we can love them from afar i think that we can like get rid of someone for a amount of time like put them in time out right allow them to figure things out um but i think we can't it can't be a zero-sum game yeah if anything
2: yeah because it's just like if cole if cole can say if cole can be misinformed about some lyrics in his song and we treat him the same and he gets canceled the same the same way or gets the same type of backlash as people who are Doing physical harm yeah, and like yeah. hurting, killing, and all that stuff, yeah, then like what's the Actively
1: po- misogynistic, like, yeah. Like now we can say that misogyny has like activated in some of his language, of course, and we can we can recognize that, but we can't say that he's perpetuating like the worst of the worst stuff.
2: Yeah, and I think that part of it is because I understand where I was when I was maybe eighteen, and like mm-hmm. I would have been labeled toxic based off all of all the things that I had going on at absolutely. eighteen, and so absolutely at some point whether it was a professor. Or a friend i've had people get me together throughout my life and not throw me out yeah so how do we do that with these celebrities that have a history of talking about racial injustice i don't care about us throwing ben carson out yeah right but like if if tomorrow if if tomorrow if john legend says something crazy beyonce says something crazy like because it's it's possible for any celebrity to do it so like how do we say all right you said something crazy but
1: yeah i think that's super important and i think that like honestly j cole taught me this like i used to i remember when i was like super lonely and boise and like all around all white people i used to watch just uh interviews and usually like rap interviews or any any type of interviews i could find like that's why i kind of got into activism right and j cole when he did i think it was the 2014 forest hill drive album yeah um it was either that or um for your eyes only he was just talking about how important it is to not put people on a pedestal And I realized that, like in that moment, I couldn't do that. And I think that that's kind of what was a part of the backlash. And it he kind of he does kind of address this in the first line of the song. He says, "Niggas think I'm intelligent, or think that I'm deep, intelligent, fooled by my college degree." And it's like in the interview he talks about how we see these people and we don't really know them, but we like like idolize them. Right. We put them on this pedestal and they can do no wrong. And then when they do, then it's like they fall from grace. Right. In that interview, he was just saying that like. It can't be me, it can't be Michael Jordan, it can't be LeBron, it can't be Beyonce. You can't hold any of us in your heart. Because you usually take that and you're feeling like the holes that you have with these people. And you're looking up to those people because you can be those people. But he's like, don't look up to us because we just regular ass people and we ain't shit too. And it's like, I think that like, that's something that I'm really taking from this. It's like, if I didn't hear him say that probably before, then I probably would have been hurt. But it's just like, I know J. Cole not like... The end all be all, and it's like if you know me, you know I really look up to LeBron and J Cole. But I know that them they not perfect at all. Right. But I think they have qualities that like have taught me things in my life that has made me me. And I think that like I would never throw that away. But I could also critique them and be like, exactly, exactly, this is trash. Because it's like if I'm looking up to be him, then like I feel like I I didn't caught J Cole and pass J Cole at this point. So it's like, what else do I have to grow for? It's like I have to continue to better myself.
2: Exactly, exactly. And so we we want to hear hear from you all how do you sort of keep people accountable and and show them show them love if they have a history of maybe being a part of the liberation struggle and and things of that nature um and and how 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 can you show someone love love but also be able to critique them with love yeah with this is this is the big part with love love
1: yeah and like what qualities do we have to identify to make someone redeemable because i think that's the other thing it's like we can talk about social justice here with like J. Cole and stuff, but like, say it's like I I don't know, like your white friend did something. It's like, where do you draw the line? It's like, right. Maybe they didn't. They didn't know. Like, because I think that like we can we can understand like these systems of oppression and that allows them to be these actors in these systems of oppression. Yeah. Like as a white person, like because of whiteness, they are in position to be oppressive, and it's like if they didn't understand that, like, do we throw them off? because of that incident or do we like where where, when when do we choose to redeem them because i think in redeeming them we do have to start educating them but i think that like it doesn't always have to fall on one specific group for that labor
2: yeah no for sure and i think that it's different for for different people right it's almost like relationships right yeah oh that's true right so it's just like hey yeah so it's just like hey y'all look I had a bad relationship with this person and you know what I'm not going to be the per- person to try to change, change who they are and stuff like that because yeah. they were toxic they were dangerous they were yeah. all this stuff but you know what Someone they met someone that someone really put something in their mind and it grew and it blossomed and now they're yes. a much better person yes. I don't ever want to deal with them again
1: but somebody but, might
2: right and they're better for the world now yeah. which is great right mm-hmm. and so that's real and, and I think it's about figuring that out and going with what feels right for you that's there's, real there's some fr- there, I got some white friends from back home they had the Trump stuff i unfollowed them immediately i have no interest in in doing that because that's not the labor i want to get involved with absolutely but i got i got white friends at home who might be like oh let me pull that person to the side yeah right i get that so i get that
1: it's like yeah like i guess it really comes down to a personal relationship because i had i mean we talked about this before but i had a friend that would go to jail for me and he supported trump at some point and it's just like he had to work through that and he's no longer there but it's like i could have thrown him away a long time ago but like i knew in that moment i would never find somebody realer than that so it's like yeah what makes you want to give that labor and i think that we all have to decide that for ourselves right
2: right and folks that we we see all we see all on on the live um in the comments yeah like just this idea of continuing to educate folks right and like understanding like you with your friend like you were willing to educate because Mm -hmm. why because of that the person that he was for you in your life yeah you know what i'm saying yeah like if i knew cole i i'd be a brother pulling him to the side and being like hey bro you know this is why people are upset yeah absolutely but i'd be willing to do that labor with him, where some people would be like no bump all that and i'd be like
1: okay yeah that's understandable Cole, if you listen and put me on staff bro i'll I take a, uh, I take about sixty thousand dollars that's right dream,
2: <laughs> look look dream build diversity yes you feel me <laughs> right oh um,
1: political educator that's and it. advisor
2: that's it and so um just just going off of that one of the reasons that um uh, you know there was so much black uh, uh backlash around j cole's comments is because we have these sort of random acts of terror against black women and it's happening from um their own communities yes. from their own brothers who were supposed to love and cherish them right yeah um, so uh olwatoyan um S-Salu was at, was this black lives uh, matter activist mm-hmm. who was i think she was kidnapped and, and killed yeah um sexually by, assaulted exactly exactly um and so that that was something that was going on and and J. Cole said what he said in the midst of this going on.
1: Days after.
2: Right. And and if you were listening to the, the no-name song we were playing at the beginning, she was saying, all right, so you're talking about tone while this other stuff is going on. You're talking about tone while this all this other stuff is going on. Why don't you hold that brother accountable who, like, her o- Oluwatoian, mm-hmm. right? So it, so th- there's a conversation there. Um, T, why do you feel like we as, as black men still – haven't gotten it why are these random acts of violence still happening within our own communities especially when we have cops killing us every every second of the day like what's going on there
1: um that's a great question scholar p that's a great question bro i think it's honestly because we don't have accountability i think that it comes down to like why police keep killing us because like at some point someone will always let us off the hook Mm -hmm. and i think that that's the biggest point it's like No one's checking these men. It's like, we talked about this, like, with stays in the house, stays in the house sometimes. Like, that could be a part of it. Like, it's just the culture around it. And I think that, like, that culture is kind of unraveling at the seams right now. And I think that that's why Jake Ho gets a lot of that smoke. Because it's like, yeah, you – that might not be exactly what you stand for, but, like, your comments – is the face of that right now because yeah. we understand what just happened
2: and it empowers people who end up doing that type of stuff.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. It's honestly more about the people that caped for him more than like actually what he did and stand for. Yeah. It's like his comments, just like Trump's comments rallied the Klan. He, right. they, it rallied the whole Yeah. And it's like, that's, people are looking Ooh. for something to stand behind to, to degrade and to demean and to not support black women and i think that like they're they're just looking for a reason to like be the leaders of the black community and the head of the black family and i think that like those comments allow um, and, and it empowers empowers. I think that was a great word. It empowers people to take that role that they're they're so vitally looking for the Dr. Umars of the world. Ooh,
2: geez. Oh, geez. <laughs> so and, and for those of you who who might not know, um, because there, there are conversations like this, we um, there was a black woman, there was a black woman and, and I, I forget her name, but there was a black woman who had this great definition of what a hotep is um and it's always stuck with me it was someone who was pro black but anti progress uh. right so this idea of and and to be honest pro black straight cis cis man yeah oh absolutely <laughs> and like anti everything else yes. <laughs> right
1: anti everything else
2: <laughs> and so basically just just navigating that and and T was saying it perfectly right on um, this idea of rallying hoteps with your language with your actions right um but another thing that i think is really important too is this uh, is i this is this idea of mentorship mentorship and especially when we talk about this idea of uh community accountability right
1: yeah um wait wait before we move on i think i do want to really just recognize that like a problem um and it can go into accountability but it's like we know all of these people have been getting killed George Floyd caught so much attention to Arbery Breonna Taylor got a lot of energy but maybe not nearly as much energy as them because her killers are still at large right um and I think that that's important but I think that like it's important to realize that not many people talked about uh Toyin right yeah. I think that that's that's what like really like kind of ate me up is that right. like oh like y'all aren't really witty with it like y'all are black lives matter in a way but not like all these black lives matter and right, it's like right, right. when it's it's a touchy subject it, like i mean a lot of women brought it up but i didn't i seen like you posted it i posted it um i don't even know who else like i might have seen like two other dudes and it's like and then i also learned that day because i thought i did a, not enough but i felt like i did a, yeah i'm gonna say i thought i did enough i, I did that and i was also um, having conversations with men that I felt like had been posting all this other stuff about Black Lives Matter, but didn't mention this. Right. And I thought that was a labor that I need to be doing. But then I talked to um, a few women I'm close with, and they were just talking about how they were disappointed that black men hadn't checked up on them. Just like sending a t- mm. text message like, how are you feeling? Like, I understand that all this stuff is going on. And like, I just want to make sure that you're okay. Right. And in that moment, bro, I felt so bad because i hadn't even considered that that had not even crossed my mind that one time right i didn't know that that labor was so important but it was so impactful because after i had that conversation i texted about six of my close black women friends and like they were so appreciative and i was just like i couldn't even i'm like i'm not gonna take credit for this because somebody else just told me to do this like right right i mean they didn't tell me but they just told me how important it was and i was like oh shit like i'm late but let me do this and i think that like I don't know. I think that's super important to point out that like, and there's a bunch of different ways we can support black women.
2: Yeah. No. And, and I love, I love it because I, I didn't even think about that either. I think you get so caught up in like, let's post, let's share about this, yeah, this story. Yeah,
1: like acknowledge it. Right. But that's like the bare minimum. Like the bar is so low. And I think that's what bro. I damn near cried Cause I was like, wow. I thought I did something and I really didn't like, cause the bar is that low. Oh, yeah yeah it's crazy
2: and and, and it's just like we and it's like you have these celebrities or you have these people who be, be sort of become sensationalized but it's like you also forget about the people who are in your life who are ex- still experiencing this yes. still experiencing harassment or violence yes. and stuff like that and they're right beside you it was it was just like when the r kelly stuff came out people started having conversations about black with black women in their own lives yeah. and they realized oh you've gone through this or you're going through this now and like i would have never thought thought to see it like i can i'll share a post that says cancel r kelly but like i'm not checking in on anybody the people
1: that are getting treated like the uh, the survivors of R. Kelly. Right, right,
2: right. Yeah. And and I and I think that, that really hits home, yeah, right? Yeah. There's so much more work to be done. Yeah. And so for for our listeners, right, um um what what are the ways that, that you like to sort of be centered and what are the ways that you that you sort of check up on people when things are, are going crazy? Because I've had that thought when like be uh, Black Lives Matter stuff was going on. I'm like, dang yeah. I got some white friends that I wish would check up on me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um but that's
1: a great point.
2: Jeez, yeah that's good. That's yeah. good. Because,
1: I mean, I thought I, I did the labor, like, as a TA, like, when I'm talking about, like, the black people that are being killed, like, I talked about Ayanna Stanley Jones, I talked about Breonna Taylor, because it's like, y'all can get the information on Ahmaud Arbery, like, all of that stuff is very mainstream. All right, So, it's like, if I got y'all writing letters to uh, these these city's officials for Breonna Taylor, then you'll naturally apply that to the black men, because it's like, we can protect the most vulnerable, then we are protecting all the people that are, like, above that. All right um but like yeah just the bar is low and i so think that yeah that interpersonal stuff too because it's like i think just forgetting it's easy to forget that
2: right right no for sure for sure and and so um we we also just you know wanted to take take some time to say you know to to the black black woman to anyone who identifies as lgbtqia yeah like these these weeks have been just as crazy for y'all as it has has been for for the black community in general and
1: even more so
2: right right and so be sure to you know if you want to comment if you want to um hit us up on our direct messages um if you need someone to vent to you know yeah. li- you this can be a space for you. you can hit us up on our on our dms yeah. um, because we, we want to know y'all stories and we want y'all to know that we're here for you all as as black men because we need to do our labor and our part there too absolutely right?
1: absolutely and we're finding out we're learning on, yeah. on on the way like different ways that we can be supportive and different ways that you need us to be supportive because that's the other thing it's like I thought I was doing the work, but I asked no black women like what they needed me to be doing. Right, and I think that that's important. It's like asking those questions.
2: Right, right, and it and it gets and it's so crazy because like you, you we you try to tread the line of you don't you don't need to i don't i don't want you to feel like you have to educate me yeah. but, but at the same time i do need to value your voice yeah right and that's, Ooh, and that's and that's it, it can be the really really tough thing but i yeah. think tisha the the one the one really really great great thing about you is that you constantly on, on the show talk about your level of vulnerability and like you're and you and we see you growing and holding yourself accountable yeah. so it's not so it's like people will give you advice but no one has to necessarily call you out because you've already called yourself out yeah yeah i don't know i
1: take that junk to heart because it's just like even when i had that conversation the next day i I told her i was just like look i honestly appreciate you i was like i honestly thought about it like for three hours before i went to bed and she was like that's crazy because like i I, like i don't see you as like the complicit one i don't see you in that light at all but i'm glad i could help and i'm like Yeah, I'm not complicit in the traditional sense, but it's like what Angela Davis says. It's like if I'm not being actively anti sexist or anti homophobic or anti whatever oppression that I fall into, then I am complicit because I'm not breaking that stuff down. It's like I can't I just can't be comfortable. And I felt I felt I had been comfortable because yeah. I'm like, I protect black women personally. I, I do these things, but I there's more of a role that I can take on. It's like once you master this, and it's like you need to be looking for more because right. there's more work to be done.
2: Right, and and even the concept of like mastering the side, mastering these like anti like sexist notions, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's sort of like 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 Angela Davis said, it's about this idea of a commitment. Yeah, right. Ooh. You got to be committed to getting up every day and being yes. like. All right, what what have I done good for this and what, where can I grow? Yes. Right? And being committed to that lifetime thing. And I think that a yeah. lot of times we do some trainings, like we yeah. go we might go to a rally, but then like we don't and but then we stop. Yes. Cuz we like I did my part, it's my checklist. Exactly.
1: Like I did it, but it's a process. Right. It's a constant process. Right, right. And I think that was a great
2: point. Yeah, like there has to be a maintenance of yourself, of yourself and maintenance accountability maintenance. Cuz
1: you can revert at any point. You can always opt out. And I think that that's what you have to understand oppressor um that you can always opt out It's like white people are like yeah you went into this black lives matter rally and you did all this stuff for george floyd but like at any point you can be like i don't know what these niggas talking about right right and then, then you are just, just on the other side immediately and it's just like i could have chose up on J cole and been a hotel like right, that right, quick right. and it doesn't completely take away all the work you did but it, it shows where your allegiance still lies like right. you, if you're not
2: continuing to pick this side and you're on the other side exactly exactly and so and so sort of going off that so we talked about this idea of your personal accountability but from a community standpoint how do we do that Oh. but so and we want to hear from you all, too. How does a community of people um, keep someone accountable? So like, because and, and I'll, I'll sort of throw, yeah, throw this yeah, stuff out this here. Right. So I remember being at my undergrad university um, and, and today I just feel like naming things. OK, so like, do that. Yeah. So like I, I was at Duke University. Shout out to my Dukies. But OK, one, <laughs> one of the things that I was not proud of us with was. Um, when we were having conversations about things like sexual violence within the black community, right? And we would come to these forums, and, like, you would have black women talking about how sexual assault happens, and you would have other brothers literally standing up and saying, I just don't think it happens that much, or if at all, right? And so yeah. I remember we had a speaker come and talk to us about this stuff, and she said something like, well, do you do you name them? Do you name the rapists? Do you, like, oh. actually put them on front street? And, and for me, I started to think about, well, what does— accountability within the black community look like when yes. there is violence against any black person yes right and and how and how do we do that because i think i think tisha one of the big things is that you know black communities can sometimes be small especially at a lot of these pwis mm-hmm. right and it's just like oh that's my home boy that's yep. my home girl that's you I know, know him
1: he good yeah, dude he's right, good people
2: right and so How do we start to keep each other accountable for these uh, acts of violence and acts of terror that, that happen between and amongst us?
1: Yeah, I think that, Scholar P, you really just was preaching. You really just was preaching. And I think that, like, naming those people and making it very explicit, I think that that's a very important thing to do. I was a part of this call yesterday and I think that it depends on the space, time and place. Right. Um, In that space, it might not have been the most productive because there are survivors in there and they don't, they they can be, that can be triggering. Right. 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 But in some way, shape or form, there needs to be public knowledge of these abusers. And then as a community, we need to come to a consensus on how we should treat them. Like, are we going to ostracize them? Are they going to be exiled? How long are they going to be exiled? Depending on what they did. And it's like, what do we need in an apology because i think that that's something i've been seeing very recently in, in this uh the black brewing community there's a lot of people being exposed right and there's a lot of people giving these these trash apologies but it's like i don't also don't know if we know exactly what we're looking for in an apology because i think that that's why the apologies are terrible right. and they feel very performative because it's just like i don't think they know what they need to be apologizing for Ooh. and i think that that's a real start it's like we need to understand what we're really asking for because I think that that's where we need to start thinking about reformative justice. And I think that it is such a revolutionary time right now. We were just talking about like how we're trying to transform society. Right, right, right. We're, we're talking about defunding the police and getting away from these, these institutions that like are supposed to bring justice, but we know that they're not. So we're re- really redefining what justice looks and feels like. Right. And I think that that's what community um, accountability is doing. It's like, we need to understand what, like justice will look like for us. And I think it is a case by case scenario. Right. But I think that there needs to be different ways that the community can handle it. And I think that making that explicit, allowing like letting them know that they're not welcome is a great start. Cause it's like, if you're not welcome in this space then bro, you need to go somewhere. And it's like, if you don't got your community, who you got? Cause you know there's white people don't got you.
2: Right, and and, no, and and sort of going off that point from an institutional perspective. So um, for those of you who don't know, I'm currently doing research on um how how black men perceives uh experiences of sexual violence that black collegiate women um experience right yeah. and, and what and what i've seen is that black women are not disclosing their information to institutions yeah. right so when we so when you talk about because they th- don't work right right I, exactly here's so
1: much bad stuff about title nine it's like damn i thought title nine was the one to go to
2: yeah yeah exactly and and that and that's one of the things where it's like they, a lot of black women who, who tell their experiences to counselors or to, or to Title IX folks, they experience something called uh, second, uh, uh, secondary re-victimization, right? So yeah. this idea of, oh, I don't even understand you, so when you're ex- uh, telling me about your experience with sexual assault, um, I'm going to sort of make assumptions about you based on your culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna shame you in some way, shape, or form. And that's what happens when black women report it to institutions, when they report it to hospitals, when they report it to police officers. All these people are, are sort of a, a part of that. And so this is why it's so important, Tisha, to your point, for black people to figure out within ourselves yes. and amongst ourselves, how do we, we need a system because yes. these other systems are not working. Yes. And until we can hold these other systems accountable, we need a way to, to really disrupt disrupt this this uh culture of sexual violence amongst ourselves because absolutely. we're brilliant enough to do it
1: absolutely Ooh, right talk that and so talk. and it, we were talking yeah. about that black radical imagination and that exactly. starts at home and then that it expands out and i think that like we're in such a great place and shout out to vernon he was talking about because a lot of these people's apologies end with butts or they right. they have some type of defensiveness that's kind of what he's getting at right and that was one of the apologies i've seen today somebody talked about how uh they were in a bad place and they was drinking a lot of alcohol and they lost memories of different times and things and that's like you're looking for excuses one guy was like oh he understood what he did was wrong but she reciprocated some of um his energy so he thought that um it was consensual right, right, right. and it's like no i don't think that like people just need to like if someone says this is how they feel you have to just own up to all of it you right. can't put a butt in it because i think that once you let a, a inkling of defensiveness into it right. you're trying to excuse that action and it's like no like look you did what you did and it's like i had to learn that the hard way not about like sexual assault or anything but right. just like when i feel like i i did something wrong somebody confronted me about something i did wrong i would try to explain it like oh this is what i was thinking this is but like that's not what people are really looking for they're just looking for accountability like i will I'm sorry that i did that i'm sorry that like my actions my you can't say i'm sorry that you feel this way about my actions i'm sorry that my actions made you feel this way you have to be an active actor in it like i'm sorry that i did this that affected you right um and leave it at that like you don't need an explanation because i think that like really what i'm learning is that like even with j cole it's like you're no one can really judge your intentions right your intentions are only you and it's like you can try to explain or you could be lying who knows like there's no evidence of your intentions unless it's written down somewhere like but your outcomes is what we can judge right right. now we can look at your body of work and say like historically like this is what you your actions because your actions speak louder than words so we can look at your actions and be like okay because of your body of actions like yeah you messed up this time but like we understand who you are and like we will reform you in a way but yeah like you don't I feel like your actions be louder than words and you have to put butts in there. So thank you for that, Bernie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and we want to continue, we want to continue to hear you all thoughts about how we continue to hold folks accountable. So T, I think you made a great point about knowing, knowing sort of how, how to apologize and how to like do it with sincerity. Because yeah. I think people are looking for forward to, ex- to explain away yeah. their things so they can get more sympathy. Yeah. And it's also, it, it feels selfish in a way. Cause it's it like, just, I'm centering myself. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but I was doing this or I was going through this and yada, yada, yada.
1: Harms you because, yeah,
2: yeah. So, I, yeah, it's it's a it's a very difficult conversation. I, something else that, that I've also seen too is that um, when we when we think about, you know these ideas around people wanting to explain themselves and stuff like that, sometimes it gets back to, well, who's taught you how to navigate these types of situations? Yeah. Uh, do you have mentors, do you have folks who are, who are saying, hey, do, you, do, do us as black men have people who can pull us to the side and say, hey, young brother, like. This is what you're doing. This is why it's wrong. This is what you can do do to like perform to not even perform better, but to be better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of times we are sort of missing that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I know that with, with some of my research, I've I've also found that a, a lot of black men have mentors who love them and, tr- and protect them, but in the in that sense, sometimes the advice they give them makes makes black men a little bit less perceptive to instances of violence that black women face. Mm, Right. They they become enablers in a way. Right. Right. Because the thing becomes, I have to defend myself and other black men because everyone's after the black man. And it's like
1: centering the black man. Right. Right. Into that whole temporary.
2: Right. Right. And so it's one of those things where we have to think about, how do we start to get black men with other with other people who can say, "Hey, young brother, like this is how you sort of operate in this situation. This is how you genuinely apologize to yeah. someone, right? Yeah. This is how you like you are active an active uh, person in your own reform." You Absolutely,
1: know? and I think that in this moment, I would challenge us to step up into that role. Right. I think that like. Um, I know you are are you on the low low with it and it's the first time you ever said where you went so i'm a i'm a name drop for you like this man didn't went to duke university he didn't on to harvard he is a gates millennium scholar he is someone that black men will and should and always will look up to so it's like we are in position to really radically change like black men's perspectives, especially like the people that are under us. Right, like, right. maybe not men our age because men have their little thing about peers and different things, right. but like, I think people still look up to us from afar. But I think the younger men are actively looking for real role models, right? right, right. And I think that there are so many black men that are in these role model positions that aren't vetted and they like, aren't good. So it's like, this is what we preach and we practice it like on in our daily lives, and like, we. We lead by example, but I think that like, again, we've gotten comfortable in that. And I think that we have to kind of take one more step in like actively changing like, the younger folk that's coming behind us
2: exactly exactly and and you know just just like just like i was talking about people who want to say stuff here on the live or dm us for any for any young brothers who are like hey i think i've messed up i think something has gone awry um i am genuinely sorry or maybe you're saying oh i don't understand what's going on with this j cole mess or like something else come talk with us because once again we're in the business of holding people accountable Uh, but we do it through love yes and and i think that because we understand how far that we've grown. We keep we, we hold ourselves accountable live on the show, yeah, oh, right? Absolutely. Right, and, and so we are growing with you. We are not perfect, yeah. But I think that going back to Tisha's point, it's not black, black women's, it's not black trans folks or LGBTQIA folks to hold black straight men accountable for everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes black Us. straight men. Who are always holding themselves accountable yeah. to say, hey, look, young brothers, come and let's have this conversation. This is so how you, you do it. Right, right. So you yeah. don't have to bring that energy to other folks. Yeah. The also, diaspora. it's
1: like, where was the quote? Um, Life can be understood backwards, but must be lived forward. Exactly. And it's like, we have already done the bad stuff that you can avoid. Like, well, I mean, I, I, I would say that we haven't been no sexual assaulters, right, right. but I think that like we've been around enough to see these different things and right. guide people past these things and look at our problematic natures and that we've grown from. It's like, exactly. it, especially cause I think that like, because of the internet and different things now, I'm like y'all have, le- the, like the younger folk have much less chances. Like you should know better because the information is out there. But right. back in the day, like we didn't really have that. Like 16, 17, I like, I could say like, inappropriate things of course and it's like because i didn't know better but it's like now that the information is out there you're whole held to that standard you it's be. like but we've lived the experience and we have the information so we can be able to like provide that stuff
2: right right exactly exactly and so once again you know if you if folks have questions or if someone wants to talk or even debate it out with us yeah. i i would i would love i would love for that conversation to happen uh via via our dms dms because this is it's about actively being there and Tisha, you made a great point about like just like we're we're sometimes we forget about the black women who might be around us. Yeah. Um and and the black trans and LGBTQIA folks around us, sometimes we might forget about those black young brothers yeah. who are like, they could be on the verge of doing something crazy because yeah. like, hey, like no one no one is there. No yeah. one is offering that. No one is saying, Hey, young brother, like, let's talk about this. Like what 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 do you feel about this J. Cole thing? Yeah. Because maybe having that conversation with them can stop, stop. them from saying something that's you know so i think yeah. it's that, that human that's community accountability too
1: absolutely absolutely and i think so, because there were such visible roles right we Yo. were leaders in uh bgsa um right. with ta's or black ta's there's right. not many male like black men ta's right um and i think that that's super important i think that like we're in such high visibility roles exactly that like i remember there were a few uh black uh students stayed after my class my first uh quarter of the winter And they were like, bro, I've never had a black TA before. And, like, this is really amazing. Like, I'm just so excited. And it's like I should have in that moment realized the impact that I could have had. And, like, I didn't take advantage of it. So, like, now I'm working retroactively to make up for that. It's like I'm not technically on campus anymore. But there's some young black dudes that, like, I do trust that I do believe that, like, care and want to protect black women. It's like I should – I told them I would be willing to be an advisor for them and help them through this growing process because I think that like it's important and I wish I was a part of something like that so like let me help y'all make thing that y'all need to see in this community Right. and I think that it also I think really what we should talk about too is like how we as black men or just like individuals like are complicit in some of these actions too because I think when people are charged with like sexual assault or um just anything. Like it can be harassment. It can be throughout the spectrum. And I think that like we have a a nature to cape for these people. Like, oh no, he a good dude. Like I like and maybe not even saying that we don't believe you, but it's just like, oh yeah, he did do this. We acknowledge he did this, but like I'ma still be friends with him. Do you think that's complicit?
2: Yeah, so <laughs> yes and i think it goes i think there's another action too because it it doesn't even have to be caping it can be about what you don't say because like just like white people we talk about white people and silence is violence but like you know me me and t T have had conversation conversations there was a young man who who was accused of of beating uh, of hurting a woman and um you know i was i was slow to pause like i knew the person um not very well but i had no idea what was going on but but it doesn't take me knowing what was going on to say dang like like man i believe you i affirm you um that's really messed up but like all this stuff happens all the time and i'm sorry you went through that right it takes nothing but i i didn't say that i didn't say that in that moment and that's something i i should have said
1: yeah and i mean you taught me that because i i came to you i was like i don't know i was (laughs) like like, bro like i don't i didn't know what to do about the situation so i just was like it's none of my business also it wasn't like i'm not an active agent in that community so it was just like but i I should have been and that's the other thing It's just like i had chosen not to be active in that so then i had chosen to like kind of stay on the fringes but it was just like you made such a great point it's like who would do that and like why would you not like even if it's kind of sporadic or erratic like why would you not believe it because then we can just like if somebody's lying then we can deal with that later but it's just like initially it's just such good policy to believe someone off that because like why why would somebody wait two years to say these things? Exactly. Like, why would somebody come with all these receipts and it like not be truly like?
2: And, and you know, but here here is the thing to you. I think in that situation, what was crazy because and I'm thinking about it now is that like, imagine if both of us would have said something, right? All right, Vernon. Uh, uh, imagine if both of us would have said something, and maybe we don't know anything about the situation, yeah. but maybe all the guys who did know about the situation would have said oh i know i know T, he's saying something yeah let me say something or, yeah. I've, or i've seen this dude asking around like let me let me go say i, I can say something now yeah right and like the people who who we might have been able to rally yeah had absolutely. we said something because
1: it just takes a little courage yeah it just takes a little courage and like someone has to be able to take that first step and like that's what a leader is exactly. and i think we're in leadership roles and we have to be able to take that responsibility and i think that that is us holding ourselves accountable moving forward
2: right right and so folks folks for everyone who's who's, uh in the live um tell us about some of the things that um, your mentors ha- have done to make you sort of like a better person um, what in terms of like accountability and things like that how have your mentors help you sort of take it to the next level um, in terms of treating people better and being more aware of what's going on with folks because um, i think that's that's a really really big thing and we have to start thinking about ways ways to you know just be more involved and more sort of on the ground with that you know what i'm yeah, saying
1: absolutely yeah
2: yeah and so um i i think I think another thing that you, you know is is also very interesting too is um you know to, to sort of make it a little bit more lighthearted, um you know there, there was some stuff going on with uh insecure if, if folks saw it you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, there, there yeah some, that that has something to do with uh, community accountability yeah <laughs> yeah and and you know it's it's, it's just so funny because um for those of you spoiler alert going on right spoiler alert um lawrence from insecure um he and condola who who was you know his ex-girlfriend they were together right Mm. he start they they break up he starts talking to Issa. Mm. condola says says her and lawrence need to talk and i feel like i i I already knew what was what she was gonna say
0: she ended up saying that
2: she was pregnant y'all um (sighs) and yeah and so you know, it, I think that was an interesting—that was an interesting thing, and I think it was an interesting thing because of this idea of community accountability. Uh, I think that Condola got a lot of heat for saying that she wanted to keep that baby.
1: She did. Yeah. Twitter yeah. was not having it
2: at all, at all, at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was one of those things where it was like. Lawrence Lawrence didn't necessarily take the heat even though he was uh, a party that was also involved an
1: active actor in
2: that right right and so everyone is, is basically caping for Lawrence and Issa because um, they, they love Lawrence and Issa but yeah. you know it's it's sort of tough that's sort of tough to navigate
1: yeah we talking about Father's Day like we don't we don't accept no dead beats and yeah. I don't think that Lawrence gonna be a dead beat, but it hurts It definitely hurts, because we've seen how, like, he's been getting his life together. Right. Him and Isa just got together. Like, he just got this job offer. It's like, does he take this job still? Because it's like, then he's an absent father. Right. So it's like, there's a lot of complex notions. And I think, like, as a faithful member of the Lawrence Hive, it's like dang my brother was just finna he didn't go through so much trials and tribulations and he just made it on top and of course something else got to knock him back down right
2: right and, and actually you know what, what we're gonna do y'all is that we're our our video time limit is about to end so we're gonna end it right here and then come right back to you all because when we get back we're gonna talk about you know what what this means for People who might be in Lawrence, Lawrence's situation. So, if you are a young black man who's dating, what does this mean in terms of who you're laying with and how you think about that, and like what this means if this can happen to Lawrence, right? Because I that's a conversation that a lot of young brothers don't have enough.
1: Not at all. So, when we get
2: back, we're gonna talk about that a little bit.
1: So, stay with us, and we'll be right back.
0: Yeah, 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 we pay.
2: Yeah, 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 we pay.
1: yo 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 we back we back we back thank you for joining us thank you for sticking with us it's been a phenomenal show so far
2: it's been so fun we didn't talk about a lot
1: of great things we got a lot of great things
2: yeah and and i think i think uh more more importantly like you were talking about we got a lot of work to do you Mm, know what i'm saying yes yeah
1: yes like especially with the community accountability piece like we have to understand that like it's a process like the work is never done and i think that we're committed to that and like we challenge our listeners to commit themselves to that as well.
2: Exactly, exactly. And so, um, you know, like Tisha Tisha said before, like this is going to be a continuing conversation. Yeah. um And like really, and you know, this is a serious thing. Like hit us up in our DMs. Let's have more conversations about this because we want to know what you all are thinking, and we want and we want to continue to expand expand it and extend it, right? Um, and, and it's just something that we want folks to to keep in mind because I think that. You know, if we're all keeping each other accountable constantly, then that's when we have the potential to really grow, you know?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know who we need to hold accountable, Scholar P? Who? Lawrence. Oh,
2: man. Oh, man.
1: Oh, oh man, bro. Jeez. Okay, look, look, So, I'm going to get my little toxicity out first. Okay. Because yeah. I was a part of the people that, at least mentally and through my uh, interpersonal relationships, was Aaron Condola out. Right. Um, So look, 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 this is what I feel like. One, God sent Lawrence his condolences. (laughs) Oh, I had to get that one out, okay. But look, I just feel like it's dirty because Condola treated my man Lawrence dirty. I think the thing that really rubs me the wrong way is that like she told Lawrence that he invited himself to her Thanksgiving thing after they had like such a good time and all that. And I think that like that rubbed me the wrong way because we're adults right and like he technically did he said like do you want me to come uh, that is in a way inviting himself but she as an adult should have said no i like she could have said no she could have lied there's a l- bunch of different ways she could have got out of him coming right because right. he just was like oh like oh like should i come right and i like naturally i probably would have done that but then it's just like after the fact she tells him that he takes it bad, of course, because he like I just invited myself, like, like that's crazy to hear. Right. <laughs> okay, and cool. it's like okay, <laughs> he invited himself to your Thanksgiving, you invited yourself to his baby.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you. It's it's really crazy because for me, yeah, there's that, there's that, and a lot of people have been getting upset because they felt like. Girl, you didn't even. You don't want Lawrence like exactly. like that. You don't want him seriously, but you want. But you want to have him in your life for the, the rest, rest of your life. life. Because you want to have his baby, and it's like, you're, it's but like, you didn't want him. At your Thanksgiving thing, right? Nah, that's
1: what, like, but you, he family, you making him family, but he wasn't family then, like, right? Come right, on, like you're willing
2: to use my DNA, but you, you didn't even want me. That's but that's dirty. that's cool. That's cool. You want my DNA long term, but not me what? okay. So it, there's 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 a thing there, right? Um, we and we gotta
1: talk about being safe because Lawrence, like, we co- holding you accountable. Like, bro, how'd you get in that
2: position? Well, I think that's the scary thing. And my and some of my friends, uh, shout out to Ben and Tay- Taylor. Uh, cause we were having a conversation about this on the beach the other day, and they were saying, "Well, he's." They said that they were careful, but like that doesn't necessarily mean that they use protection. It might have meant that the true. pullout game was
1: true. Was
2: they were trying with the pullout game? True. Um, and so I, that hit home for me because you been there. You been there? <laughs> it, well, it, you know, when I, I think that a lot of young men we got to look at Lawrence and be like, "Man, this can really happen." it could be uh, and, and yeah. like and because you you all got to think about this now that the condola is pregnant right that means that wherever she goes in, in life she can move to too. Mm. lawrence has to now think about that he mm. has to now say am i going am i willing to do that right yeah and this is no he could have he could be with Issa and have kids but now he's also always going to be split right yeah so it's just like yep. it, it's it's one of those things where Young brothers, you have to start thinking about the people that you're laying with and you got to be able to ask yourself if this goes wrong.
1: That's that's a real question. Right? Bro. That cuz that's, cause that's what that's what hit
2: me. That's what hit me. I'm not even out there in the streets super super heavy, but like Are you on the streets? Hey, look, back back in my younger days, back in my younger days when I was out there in the streets. Like, you know what I'm saying? Any like you these are conversations that men have to have in their heads, absolutely,
1: right? Absolutely, absolutely, bro. It's crazy cuz I've I've had a condom on and pulled out and really thought about it for a week. Like, really stressed out. And I, like, I understand that I was, like, oh, Like, I was just – I think it's because I, I had two friends that had kids. So, right. it just was like, bro, I'm 19. I cannot be in this position. Yeah. And now that I'm older, I'm, like, I, I'm much, like, I feel like I'm I'm doing better with that. Right, right, right. Um, but I think that it's true. Like, you have to understand that, like, somebody that you're sleeping with could be pregnant. And, like, you have to be actively, like, the people that you are – you have to be comfortable with that possibility but they he was comfortable with being with her right like he, he they were they, they were in a relationship so i think that like people you're in a relationship with you have to like ask yourself that initial question like could i have a child with them
2: yeah and like i i always i don't know why but like i just have an issue with with dudes who are like oh i'm gonna just not not use protection because if i have a baby so what like i have multiple which you know because my Uh, thing is with everybody well like the future what what
1: about what about like their significant other like do you think that that's different what, I, I what
2: not not having protected sex yeah no i think i think you're a lot safer um but 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 it's also the the point of everyone probably has exes where they're like oh if me and that person had a baby that wouldn't be lit right now you know what yeah. i'm saying so it's like yeah. it, it's always it's always the risk and and Man. you and you gotta be, and as long as you're okay with that risk it's fine. Any ah. a, anyone, any person that I've dated exclusively, yeah. I've been like, if I wouldn't like it, but like if you got pregnant right now, like I could deal with it.
1: Absolutely, right? Like, I could do this
2: better than like with just some under rando, right? But I will say, any anytime that I've I've had unprotected sex, it has never been a logical thing. It has never been something I should have done. And those women could could have had my children, and then where would I be? so like yeah. so uh, and i think the lawrence thing is a great conversation for brothers because <laughs> she said raw dog is the best dog right. you're not lying hey, hey, bro you're not yeah you're not lying you're not lying <laughs> but you gotta be okay with the puppies yeah. Ooh. <laughs> you gotta be okay with the puppies that was a bar so like and so and some folks we're we're okay with the puppies and some i'm not at a place in my life where i'm okay with any puppies uh, not, and so you and so these nah. are things that you that we i think especially <laughs> as, as brothers we gotta think about sisters too just yeah. You
1: know, honestly, look, the thing is, uh, so sh- I-, I really believe, I really, I'm on the same page <laughs> as you. Because it's like, I really am abstinent unless I'm in a relationship for the most part. Because it's like, <laughs> if I'm being trill, if I'm keeping it to be, keep right it to be, keep it to be, man. This condom is the sex is trash. It's trash. It's important. <laughs> it's, I like. i'm y'all sponsor. i can get sponsored by trojan for sure but like i would much rather not and if i'm in a relationship then i feel like usually there's some type of birth control there's there's a few other methods that we're being used right and it's like yeah i'm cool with that but like it's a conversation with my partner and i guess it's also understood that like if this does happen i will be there. But also, I would say that a lot of the women I've messed with um, are pro-choice, and they have let me know that very uh, explicitly and very clearly. And I think that, again, it's their body and their choice, and I think that like it was
2: Condola's body and her
1: choice um so yeah but, yeah
2: and it's like look man and look I, I know it's not just men in this situation right <laughs> but like y'all this one hit me in my heart and my soul and I, and it's like young young brothers look because because I, I and and i only and i'll say this to young brothers especially because i think that a lot of times men more so than women i would say think only think only with with their head that's not this one mm. <laughs> and i think that a lot of time i think that a lot of times um you know it it's one of these things where and tonight i I think you're right i think a lot of people are afraid of commitment but a lot of people do random things with random people just because they want to or they they feel it and sometimes they and like i know for me i've done random things with random people and and have not used protection why because i was i was out of my mind (laughs) i was out of my whole mind and like that person could have my child right now and i'm with them for the rest of my life right and and for all the young brothers out there because this is this is that active mentorship yeah you got to think with more than just your sex drive
1: yeah ooh. you gotta
2: think with more than just your sex drive ooh. this stuff is serious Lawrence Preach. was happy he was in love he was about to move on with his life and now someone else controls that mm. Now someone else controls that. Mm. Brothers, th- Brothers, you got to think about this. And I only say this because, once again, I think women women are way – I've seen women be way more responsible and not think with only, only their sex drive, right? I've seen yeah. women be mature. Even if they like someone, like they're not just thinking about their sex drive. But I've seen brothers – do something with anyone just because they want to have sex
1: absolutely and
2: now you got and now you're now you're with someone who's toxic for you Yes. right and absolutely the rest of your life and that should scare you that's that's worse than any horror movie yeah <laughs> like,
1: yeah this is
2: forever <laughs> <laughs> worse than any horror movie. you're dramatic I, but you're not wrong it's it's
1: crazy you're it's, not wrong it's crazy and i think that that goes into community accountability too because it's just like we know we know men that just be like trying to like mess with anybody just like fuck on anybody and it's like one that's harmful and two it's like especially if they're not using protection like that's how things spread and stuff and like i think yeah, yeah that's a whole nother conversation but i think that like it's that lack of commitment that uh tonight i was talking about um it's just like people are scared of being like accountable they're they're scared to commit because then it's like oh there's a real thing so they just try to like be on everybody and bounce and like i think that that's a problem too yeah
2: yeah right yeah because yeah and, and th- there, there needs to be a mindset shift man yeah like there's a, I, yeah. I, I don't think people understand how many Beautiful, awesome, ambitious, fun women who are out there mm. that like you can actually like attempt to care about, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's so many, right? But like people get caught up in like messing with anything that moves, and like the people yes. and the people that you're hearing, they're not that attractive, yes. they, they're not that ambitious, they yes. don't have their stuff together, mm. but like they but they have they have a female genitalia, and yeah. so you and so you're moving in. Let's talk about how
1: toxic that is too, because that's just like objectifying, right? Like I think a lot of men just masturbate with women like if that makes sense like oh
2: wait oh wait say that again a lot
1: of men are just masturbating with women oh my god they're not actively having like sex and they're not like they're not it's not a a a thing it's not like a a dialogue they're just getting a nut whoa and like that is real and it's like if if we can understand that then we understand that like men don't really value women a lot of the time they're just trying to get a nut and they just don't want to use Pamela, like they don't wow. want to use their hand. Like, wow.
2: so it's so what you're saying is it's a completely selfish process that yeah. you're roping someone into. Yeah, oh my absolutely. god, absolutely, and putting oh them at harm
1: and putting them in risk. And I think that, like, I just know so many dudes like that, but I also fell into that when I was like in high school. Like, I remember, uh, like this is me exposing myself, but like, I gotta show you how much I grow. Like, um, I wanted to say when we all graduated high school, it was like, all right, who gonna get the most girls? in the summer before we start college yeah. it's like how many y'all gonna hit and it's like yeah. it's disgusting to think about but it was really like it's real though yeah like it's real though. I, I got one where y'all at where y'all at and it was like niggas really took pride in that and yeah. like i was niggas yeah and i will hold on to that but it's like i know that like that shit is toxic but again like i was 16 17 or i was 17 yeah 17 um and like i have grown from that but if it if social media was out by then like if it was really how it was now i don't know if like i would be here now
2: right right and you know what since you were vulnerable i'm gonna be vulnerable too i've I've definitely you know you know it's two three a.m someone's called up or i've called someone and be like oh like i want you to come through and they'll be like tell me this tell me this i'm like and it was just it was just mal- it was verbal labor that yeah. i didn't care like i didn't yeah. i didn't i'm gonna just say it. all
1: this stuff that yeah. you want me to say
2: yeah so like with, i i've i've grown too i don't i don't really do that do that anymore um but but it masturbate with, that's crazy it, that is crazy. Bro, i thought about
1: this one time because it was Whoa. just like honestly it was about me because i was like i was out of relationship maybe like two years ago i was out of a relationship and i was just like Bro, like I'm really trying to like mess with somebody right now, but I was just like, why? Like I was like, I was thinking about texting somebody that like I knew liked me, and I like I could like I could hit, it. and yeah. it was just like, no, that's grimy because you don't want nothing else from them. Honestly, if they wanted to stay, I would have been hot, and it was just like that's where <laughs> that's I realized. That's what I realized. I was like, if I let them, <laughs> don't sell dreams. Yeah. Thank you. Oh that my is, gosh. Yeah. That's so important. But it's just like I had enough women in my life enough black women in my life that like i would have i think that's what i would have hated if somebody treated them like that right. and it's just like it kind of goes back to a few episodes ago we was talking about uh, molly had that tweet and it was like oh if what if uh, black men treated women like they did their mothers and their daughters and different things like that yeah. and i think that that's where i connect those two it's right. like if you can connect these people that you really cherish and you really value and right. that you really love then you can extend that love because then you can understand these people as those people they're the same exactly
2: so. yeah no it's yeah so it's it's really really wild um yeah it's because i i've definitely i've i i can remember times where like i've i've slept with someone and like the next day i'm looking at them and i'm just like, Ugh, like i just don't even <laughs> and not ill it, as go. in they're ugly but like it was yeah. like why are you i don't want you here like don't touch me, don't like, me. like i don't like I don't, get out of my uh, space yeah and i'm just like <laughs> I, I i like there was just no emotion or care at all and yeah. like and, and I think it also says something about your love for yourself because I think that so many times like you said, people are bored yep. And so the fact that like you're so bored that you, that you can't be by yourself and you have to occupy your time with
1: somebody else.
2: right for a ran, for a random selfish act yeah. is is like, it says a lot about you.
1: absolutely i'm gonna air myself out one more time okay, yeah <laughs> um like actually this was a girl that I actually cared for like we were really good friends but like we were like friends with benefits but it was like i didn't really ever want her to stay over and she would like try to stay as long as she could and i would just make up random excuses while like she had to go right and one time <laughs> i really had no excuse so i lied and said i had to pick somebody up from the airport so i walked out with her got in my car drove around the block and pulled right back up and i was like bro i gotta stop bro like this is true oh my god yeah yeah no that was probably yeah
2: hey hey we're and we're all going through we all learn. yeah Yeah, no i'm hey hey man i've i've (laughs) i've been drove around the block but (laughs) i i've you know out let me let me let me you know we being vulnerable i have literally had women come to my house before and and lied and and then told them hey like i'm sleepy i'm tired i remember this this one girl she came to visit me and because i wanted to mess with someone else that that girl slept in her car for hours as i and and i just left oh to hang out with someone who was like down the street oh gee i remember i had to walk to a 711 and like and the and the girl was in her car so i had to like sneak past it it was bad. It was bad. So hey, like
1: you cold blooded.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like it's it is a it's a thing. It's a thing. So
1: And we've grown.
2: We've grown. We've grown. grown. My God. My um,
1: God. <laughs> and I think that that puts us in position, um, understanding life backwards, right, to stop these young men from doing so. Yes. And it's like I think if that's the worst thing that we've done, then I think we're okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna excuse it by any means, but right. like I think some people do some way worse things, and it's like these are learned behaviors that we have actively unlearned, and we're continuing to push back on. And I think that, like, I'm okay with that for now.
2: Yeah, yeah. if Anybody
1: needs to cancel me, I understand. Yeah. I understand. I'll be beat myself up about it sometimes because um, it's toxic. Yeah, yeah.
2: It, it, it's a nice point. Yeah, we we've learned. We, I I know I I know I've learned. I know I've learned. Um, I'm wi- uh, Absolutely. Yeah cuz it's just like at this point from what i'm trying to build and what i'm trying to do in my yeah. life i i can't do all that yeah. silly stuff no more yeah. um, and it just don't
1: sit right in my soul no more like it didn't sit right with me like i really felt like crying cuz i didn't it was text people that i really cuz i was like, just like yeah. look i need you to know i really love you and i really cherish you and they was just like no like it's cool like it's cool and i'm like but i feel yeah. terrible yeah. like so yeah i think i'm in a much better place um just like loving people because i think i love myself but it's just like i didn't extend that love to everyone as much as i should have um like that's taking advantage of people um in a lot of different ways and i think that like it's like if i i used to think that like oh if they've kind of opted into it then it's like it's their fault not not they fault but like oh she know that like because i was like she knew that we were friends with benefits but i think she liked me more than like that and i just allowed her to and i think that's a
2: problem right exactly exactly and so um to to, uh, you know as we continue to think about this you know just um for all of our young brothers out there um really just start to think about um how old brothers too yeah oh yeah thank you thank you because some oh man (laughs) that's a whole nother conversation (laughs) um yeah but like brothers in general start to think about not only how you love yourself but like to T point even for those of us who love ourselves you know how do we start to extend that love to others how do we start to be more stand-up human human beings and how do we start to be more upfront and transparent with what we want like tonight was saying we, we yeah. there's no need to try to sell dreams yeah right there's no need there's no need honesty will do Honesty will absolutely, really do absolutely right? Absolutely. i swear because i you know just just one more thing thing um i remember back back in my younger days <laughs> I was I was in a situation where I had just broken up with someone and um, I was like, oh, I can't be honest with people about what I want because then I won't get what I want, right? Yeah. And the funny yeah. part was I started being honest with people and people were cool. They were like, oh, you're honest. This is what it is. And like, no problems. I'm yeah. still cool with those people to this day. Absolutely. Because you were honest. Yeah. Even the know? girl I
1: drove off on, like, we still cool. We good people. Like, I mean, yeah. like. I should have been, I guess, a little bit more transparent. She, right, right, she knew right. we we had active conversations. I mean, it's kind of something you talk about. I was always actively checking, in, and I think that's important. But I think that was like one of the first times I would actively like try that.
2: Right, and it worked. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's just one of those things, y'all, where it's like being honest with you're never lying to yourself yeah. and then and then that growth is when you can do that and extend that well, to others. other people yes right, right yes um and so um continue to uh hit us up about that on via D- dms via this this live chat um and as we're we're wrapping up we're, we we want to sort of uh do something called uh spotlight yep. and our spotlight is when we acknowledge some someone or, or something that's uh, good that's happening in the community and so um for those of you all who don't know um, reparations is something that black people have been talking about for a while so um, reparations gets back to this idea of how do you repay people um, for and, and repair the damages um, that slavery has had structurally, mentally, emotionally, and physically on Black people. Um, and so, um, on June twelfth, the California Assembly actually uh, approved uh, the bill AB three one two one, and it's a rep- reparations bill. And so, they're basically going to be creating a committee to talk about what reparations uh, look like and and what and what that actually looks like um for people in i think san diego okay. um and hopefully they could come up with a model um that can maybe be applied to Nation other cities y. and other countries right and yeah. this and and this goes back to what we were talking about last week where it's like how do we build off this momentum Yes, right so reparations has always been something that's been teased out mm-hmm. but like how can we start to actually execute that right absolutely yeah Yeah,
1: i'm excited for that because there's been something in the house that's been trying to get passed. it's called it, uh hr 40. Ah. um it's supposed to be doing the same thing building some type of committee to think through like what reparations could look like but i mean i I think that this is cool because it's happening on a state level and more of a local level and it's like once you build that infrastructure it's kind of like we talk about the black community once you can build an infrastructure you can apply it to a larger audience and i think that this is such a great first step and i want y'all to know that i'm for reparations for all black people that is me personally that's it, that's it. um i am not with that the ados folk um because i know there's been conversations about like oh it needs to be american descendants of slaves that like um are getting these reparations and like i think that that's silly because we can't We can't even think about uh, just we can't limit it to slavery because racism isn't limited to slavery. Right. It's its inception. But like I think that people even in Nigeria now are suffering from the same consequences that we did with slavery. Like they were colonized as much as we were. We were just we were created. We were the colony in the United States. But like they stole all of our riches and stole all of our land. So it's just like if we understand it, like also white people don't give two hoots about if you Nigerian, uh Caribbean, Haitian, Ethiopian, right. African American, you black to them and you finna get this smoke. So right. it's like there's no point of building that division. But I think that those people that do s- subscribe to ados like uh what's his name? Tariq Nasheed and them, they don't really want uh liberation for all black people. They want to compete with white people. They want to be the black elite that are seen as um, valuable right. is the whites, and I think that that's um, a problem, and
2: like that will hinder real transformative growth. Right. Right. And so, to to Tisha's point. Right, so um, we got to think through this, and, w- and we want to know what you what um, you think about reparations, and what reparations for all Black people, like Tisha I was saying, would look like for you, right? Mm-hmm. So whether it's our African brothers, our Caribbean brothers and sisters, um, uh, our brothers and sisters who might even be from Europe who come here and live, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, how, what does that look like for for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. So hit us up in our DMs, comment on on, on the live, and think through that, um, right? Because it's, it's something that it's a conversation that is really long long overdue yeah uh, at least absolutely. 400 years mm. at least but you mm. know you know we digress yeah and um, also shout out to uh what's his name kendron
1: bryant yes the young black man he's the young black, black man
2: doing and the best oh, I, can. I can
1: yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, i just got him a little
2: uh contract right yeah yeah so so for those of you all who don't know uh, so uh, Kidron, uh Bryant, go look him up. He is the young young man who did a viral video singing about his experiences as a black man, mm-hmm. do- doing all that he can, uh-huh. and he actually got signed to Warner Brothers. Um, and, and this is, and it's really significant for us because a lot of times we've seen we've seen white folks take our culture and get signed buy record labels and companies Mm -hmm. for doing things that black people usually get scrutinized scrutinized for Mm -hmm. so for this man to be singing about this young brother to be singing about his liberation to be be singing about his pain and his real lived experience and for people to say we appreciate that and now we're going to take take you to the next level get your bag young that's right that's right that's something to be excited about Yes. um yeah do yes that so, thing,
1: young black man yes. do that thing that's
2: it Keydron bryant Keydron. that's k-e-e-d-r-o-n bryant yep. so
1: say my man name
2: yes yes so um y'all it's it's been a really great show
1: yeah it's, it's been, been a really good show bro like I, every time i'm just so happy at the end of it and i'm actually i'm gonna get this this is me holding myself accountable i'm gonna get the last episode out i'm gonna get this episode out tonight
2: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And and you'll be seeing um, some clips um, from across the week go up and we're going to be posting it uh, more consistently. Um, I, I got some, I got different types of content uh, coming out for y'all so it's, it's going to be a really fun time because we want to continue to extend this conversation um, and you know for those of you all who have been tuning in um, you know if there's anyone that you feel like would you know be, be helped by these conversations because um, we all want to push each other yeah. you know this is open for all black people to come in yeah. talk debate with each other yeah. right and so anytime you're coming to Brewing Black and our IG live if you got people that you feel like would benefit from this bring them along invite them along let's have that conversation absolutely
1: we are just facilitating conversation this is a dialogue though we want to hear what y'all think um and we're just trying to join the conversations and help inform a little of the conversations that are already happening across the our our community, whether exactly. that be in a barbershop, shop, on social media, in the classroom, I think that that's the power of the show that we can we can tap into all these conversations and kind of bring them all together because it's all part of our community.
2: Exactly, exactly,
1: and so so yeah. yeah, I would say that like before we close, like we it's important that we say her name. So Toyin Salu, yeah, I think that that's super important. That's something that we want to drive home. Um, we wanted to have some Black women on the show. Um so we can have their voices and I, I thank you to tonight and I thank you Shu for joining as well as right. the other black women that were on here earlier exactly um because like even though that you we couldn't actively hear your voice right here we heard you through um the screen right and right. I think that like we will definitely work to get um some women on the show, especially when we're talking about these things um but we understand that like we're we we did not want to overburden them it's it's, it's it's we understand like it's the labor is hard and it's a lot of emotional labor too it's like especially knowing what we what they've been going through this past week it's like we're gonna give you some time off but that's what we want to use our platform for
2: exactly and and also to that point um you know black women's have to do so much emotional labor and i think that you know did was mentioning this earlier but us just sort of being more of a mentor to uh, to other young men and and to be someone who can bring a message to brothers and have that conversation conversation with brothers um because it's going to impact us differently um so that you don't have to get re retriggered or re traumatized by maybe the misinformation or yes. pure ignorance or in some cases pure hatred. Yeah. That some some black men the have Massage have for you. Noir. Yeah, right, exactly. Yes. Exactly.
1: So let us handle the J. Cole. Keep doing y'all thing. Keep living y'all beautiful black life and we will be there to support and protect yes y'all. Yes. So uh, yeah.
2: Like the saying goes
1: keep the coffee black Black. and we like our podcast like we like our women black Black. (laughs) okay we love y'all thank y'all for tuning in and we can't wait to see y'all next week if y'all like the sunday show we might stick with it because it's been a ride so we love y'all we support y'all we'll see y'all soon thank you